everybody, it's Rich Tolan. Welcome to another episode of Just or Get Your Shit Together. Because who doesn't want to get their shit together in every area of their life? And this area, well, I like this area. You're going to really like this area if you have any interest in yoga whatsoever. But even if you have no interest in yoga, we're going to get you interested. Why? Because this is all about finding your bliss. Find your bliss with yoga. Now, it doesn't have to be with yoga because, first of all, what is your bliss? Your cause of great joy or happiness. I mean, your bliss could be horses. Your bliss could be gardening. Your bliss could be restoring old cars. Whatever it is that that turns you on, no question, you should be doing it. Find your happiness. Find your passion. We talk about that all the time, right, in a positive way. But this is a little different. I want to take this time to talk about yoga because yoga has impacted my life in a positive way, no question, over the last, well, we'll talk about it, how I found yoga after the third time trying. First tried yoga in 19, in the 1980s. 80s, actually, it was at the University of Pennsylvania baseball team, took a class for meditation and stretching. Nah, I didn't really connect with it then. Tried it again in 1990 in a hot room in Philadelphia. Nah, I didn't really like it then. Took years later till 2005. We'll talk about that. Had an epiphany. You could read about that in chapter 47 of my memoir. There's several chapters dedicated to this concept of what is yoga and how it affected my life. Camp yoga, chapter 49. Love that chapter when I became a yoga teacher. When you immerse yourself entirely in the whole practice of yoga. But first of all, what is it? And here's a quick story for you, right? Anyone who knows Los Angeles knows the valley to Hollywood, right? I'm driving down Cahuenga Boulevard. I get pulled over by a cop and I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'm in my sky convertible and my license plate read Yoga Sky. So this cop pulls me over and I'm thinking he's going to give me a ticket. And he goes, hey, you're that guy who teaches yoga at the gym, right? And at the time taught right up the street there. And I said, yes. He goes, well, you know, yoga, what is it? Because a lot of people just don't know what it is, right? If you look it up in the dictionary, It'll say something like union of the self with the supreme being. You're like, oh, what the hell does that mean? What about it's a Hindu philosophy that prescribes a course of physical and mental disciplines for attaining liberation from the material world and... It's the union of the self with the supreme being. So when you look it up and you do a little research, especially for the guys out there, ah, it might be a little intimidating. It was intimidating for me when I first took yoga. And then when I had the epiphany in November of 2005, went in and took my first class. I mean, hey, there's no doubt yoga is intimidating. If you don't know anything about it, you'll hear the word postures, breathing exercises. You hear tranquility, peace. Oh, well, then again, isn't it stretching and flexibility? Most people say, oh, I can't do yoga. I'm not flexible. Well, guess what? It's a lot deeper than that. And that's when I talk about yoga principles, because to me, I've boiled it down to a handful, to five principles. But before we get to those principles that I live by, let's talk about what it is. And if anyone has ever read the Yoga Sutras, well, then you'll know. For those of you who don't know, the Yoga Sutras, which were written about 4,000 years ago, they cover the yogic teachings on ethics, meditation, the physical postures. There's a lot in there. But most importantly, they cover the eight steps to live a meaningful and purposeful life, as they call it. Well, the eight limbs of yoga. What are the eight limbs of yoga? And I'm going to boil them down, give you the Reader's Digest version. The first is the yamas, right? We're talking about ethical standards, a sense of integrity, basically how you treat others, right? Respect others. The second is the niyamas, which is the self-discipline and the spiritual observances about respecting yourself. So number one, respect others. Number two is respect yourself. The asanas, which are the postures, right? This is the physical practice of yoga. They say the body is a temple, right? And that's what this is about, 
paying attention to the temple. Number four is the pranayama. Pranayama is the means life force extension or pay attention to the breath, right? You rejuvenate and cleanse the body with the breath because yoga is all about the breath. And in the asanas, we connect breath to movement when you talk about vinyasa, vinyasa flow class. Number five, the pratyaharas. And what we're talking about here is it means the withdrawal or sensory transcendent, basically going to an inward awareness, right? Self-observance. Good. Number six is the dharana, which is mean basically means concentration when we're talking about focusing on a single point. I remember when I became a yoga teacher, there was this one word I'll never forget called yogish chittaritta narodhya, which is the ability to focus the mind on one particular object for an extended period of time. And that's what most of us cannot do. We don't have the ability to just focus. We just jittered, you know, stop, stop moving around. I remember my first teacher would say, Rich, stop fidgeting. I would fidget. I wasn't able to relax and to just get comfortable and power through these poses. Number seven is the dhyana, which is the uninterrupted flow of concentration. This is when we get into like the world of meditation, when you're keenly aware without really focusing. And number eight, the final limb, which is really getting to a state of ecstasy, is called samadhi, which transcends the self altogether. So if you want to follow these eight limbs or have an understanding or want to read more, read the Yoga Sutras. But for me, it's a lot simpler. No doubt. I kind of boil it down into five categories, and these are the principles of yoga. Number one, it's respect, and that's a double-sided coin. You got to respect yourself first, and then respect others second. In so many of these episodes, we talked about getting your shit together. Address that. Respect. It's no matter how you treat people, being a jerk, whatever, we know that. Okay, go back to any of these, because that's what it starts with, that concept of respect. Number two is the principle of openness or truthfulness. Again, with yourself and with others. It's a two-sided coin, but being open to the universe. I talk about that in my classes all the time, getting rid of negative energy to opening up for positive energy, and no question that yoga does that, the principle of it. Truthfulness, doing obviously the best you possibly can to live in a truthful, straightforward, honest world, so when you're looking at yourself or others, hey, come on, everybody knows what this is, being sincere, being honest, we talk about that as a hypocrite. Number three, clarity. When I talk about clarity, let's think of the mind, and you hear me use these words, strong body, clear mind, but clarity of mind, yoga definitely gives you clarity of mind, and strength is number four, strength of the body, that's the strong body, clear mind, because it definitely does, these postures make you stronger. An advanced practitioner in yoga is able to hold the pose longer, can find that pose, but also can find the peacefulness, which is number five, the peacefulness in that pose, the bliss, basically the soul, so when you think yoga, mind, body, soul, for me, clarity of the mind, strength of the body, peacefulness of the soul, that's finding your bliss, that's finding that joy, that's finding that happiness. We're not talking about something that's going to occupy your time, that's going to make you happy, maybe make you money. No. Yoga is a personal practice. It's all about your practice. Now, you don't have to run out and go, hey, I'm going to go crazy and join a yoga studio, but the best way to expose yourself, especially for guys out there who think this isn't for them. You know, I taught a class the other day, 22 students, two guys were in there, two muscular guys, right? So you got three of us, myself and two other guys with all these women that are there to practice on themselves. So guys, guess what? doesn't matter if you're the skinny, scrawny guy to the big beefed up guy. It doesn't make any difference whatsoever. Bring yoga principles into your life. The physical practice, the asanas, right? That's one limb of the eight limbs. But hey, that's one that's critical. And that's what most people identify yoga with, the, the stretching. Well, there's numerous different kinds of yoga. Try the kind for you. There's a vinyasa flow type of yoga. You'll hear about the kundalini yoga, ashtanga. There's different forms. You'll hear power yoga. There's the hot yoga or different types of hot yoga. So hey, check it out. You can do the research locally. It's great to start in a gym, take 
take a gym class. But the most important thing, if you are taking up a yoga practice, is to find a teacher that resonates with you. I did, and that's how I got started. Find someone that you like, you really enjoy their classes, whatever. You get a good sweat out of it. It's a great detoxification practice. No doubt, there's so many great benefits to this thing called yoga. I mean, I wrote a film about it. I mean, go back to 2009, Boulevard Zen. Life's a boulevard, and sometimes you get stuck. Here we go with Bobby D'Angelo. I played Bobby D'Angelo. It was a cool story about how people use yoga to deal with adversity, to overcome adversity. And we talk about many different types, including depression, death of a spouse, self-abuse, domestic violence. Hey, check it out. No doubt it's worth watching. It's an hour long. And in addition, I made the Yoga Survival Guide. Went throughout the streets of Hollywood, filmed 30 different lessons covering 100 different yoga poses. You want to know what to be doing in every pose that you're in. And especially for those of you who have teachers, a lot of teachers out there, they're not very descriptive in terms of the body mechanics of every pose. And the better you know the mechanics, the more you'll get out of the pose, no doubt. So, hey, check it out. You just need to watch it one time. I'll stick in your psyche for sure. And you'll know when you're doing that chaturanga, elbows in, go to the right angles. Hey, it's very descriptive from that perspective. So check it out, the Yoga Survival Guide. Even if you're not into working out with a series of postures and breathing techniques, but yoga definitely can add value to your life just by understanding the principles. You not necessarily have to go to a class, but again, get your arms around the principles because the principles are what's most important and find your bliss. And hey, if it's not with yoga, still doesn't mean you can't try a class. Check it out. Read about it. Try to be open to the world because it'll serve you well. So that's our show for today, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Get out there. Find your bliss. Be positive. Think positive. Speak positive. Feel positive at all times and give yoga a shot. And we'll see you next time.